some naughty and suspicious goings-on in the D.C. area pizzeria. Will they survive this next terrifying encounter with the occult? You'll find out this week on Chapo Trap House. This is going to be a very special episode. As you may know, I am a gamer. <laughs> Call of Cthulhu is a tabletop role-playing game originally published by Chaosium in 1981. Currently in its 7th edition, Call is based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft. Today, Will, Matt, and Felix will be playing a scenario I wrote with the help of my friend Dave Cresses. They will be playing as characters designed by themselves, investigators in the 1920s, and I will be running the game as the Keeper. In the tabletop genre, Call of Cthulhu is unique for its Lovecraftian themes of horror, investigation, and the loss of sanity as player characters encounter mind-rending aspects of the cosmic Lovecraft mythos. Another Lovecraftian theme is racism, as Lovecraft himself was an inveterate white supremacist obsessed with genetic purity and racial memories. You may notice all of these themes present in the following scenario, which is 100% not based on actual people or current events. <laughs> or previous episodes of the show. So, uh, guys, just want to make something clear. Uh, you're going to be hearing a lot of goofy stuff going around in the game, a lot of creepy stuff. We're going to be using a lot of dice. And I want to make clear, this is exactly what the Torah is. <laughs> is every doing Judaism. Is it's everyone the same ready thing. to enter the world of spirit cooking? <laughs> <clears throat> Let's do it. It is January 16th, 1925, and the three of you host a bawdy niche radio show called Capone Speakeasy, whose broadcasts have attracted a devoted following thanks to your stalwart support of race science, repealing women's suffrage, and insisting that fighting Bob LaFollette would have won the 1924 presidential election. <laughs> in your free time, you moonlight as racial investigators. You are in your mansion in Red Hook attending to your personal studies. You have just finished recording an interview with prominent eugenicist Margaret Sanger, who discussed <laughs> some fascinating new medical treatments for sterilizing imbeciles. <laughs> Guys, please introduce your characters and uh, what you're doing in the study. Um, in this scenario, I, I am playing the part of uh, Dr. William Hackenbush. Dr. William Hackenbush is a phrenologist, uh, Educated at Massachusetts's famous uh, Miskatonic University by way of Arkham, um, I am a like I said, I have a degree in phrenology and race science. Um, my uh, my ideology beliefs. Uh, I am I, I worship Ra and I am a, a Hotep, but I believe the ancient ancient Egyptians were white, and that white people built the pyramids and traveled to space three several thousand years ago before their adulterated bloodlines became degenerate. And just to remind you, Will, and also explain to the audience, in this game, everyone has a character sheet in front of them which has a list of skills, things like handgun ability or maybe chemistry, spot hidden, things like that. Uh, for Will's character, we create a special skill called phrenology, which allows him to uh, examine the skulls of anyone that he meets and uh, determine their personality characteristics. Yeah. With a roll of the dice, I can determine the race and personality traits of any people we encounter in the game. Um, some other backstory for me. Uh, 
Um, I have my, my special uh, skills in, and also phobias and manias include uh, incest and uh, opium addiction. Um, I have a uh, sister who's hot, <laughs> uh, a wife who I ha- exists in a completely sexless marriage, and we also have, uh, save for our son Cody, who is uh, a mongoloid imbecile, who, who I'm planning on sterilizing myself. Once again, they wrote their own character. <laughs> Felix? My character's name is Felix Cumtree. He is of good Protestant stock, his family arriving here shortly after their servants did in New England. He's on Capone Speakeasy, but he's more of a proto-sports radio host uh, who rails against Charleston gin club jazz style ball hog players (laughs) and supports Model T style players who are (laughs) white, hardworking, reliable, and anti-Semitic. You were also a... um... I'm also, also, when you get to my skills, a very special set of skills. You see... I served in World War I, but my war was fought at the desk. But the real war happened when I came home and I started stealing Valor. <laughs> <laughs> so I have very special abilities in fast-talking, charm, and intimidation for when anyone comes up to me and asks me if Blackjack Pershing was my general. <laughs> I say yes. I'm also a great shot, learning that ability when I shot myself in the thigh to get a fraudulent purple heart. <laughs> and you walk with a limp to this day. Yes. A scar that I earned stealing valor, which is, when you think about it, shows more dedication than actually being injured in war. Uh, Matt, let's get to you. Uh, I'm Dr. Matthew Pennyfarthing. I'm a disgraced 60-year-old ex-surgeon. I got my start uh, learning my trade at Dr. Brinkley's Academy for the Study of Libidinal Energies in Kansas, (laughs) where I was an intern in his business of transplanting pig testicles into the ball sacks of impotent farmers. But after uh, I accidentally severed a number of testicles off of men entirely while in ether frolics, I had my license... uh, taken away from me and i fled to the city to uh indulge in perversions and ether addiction i am a but i am also a staunch uh, member of the prohibition party because (laughs) the only drug anyone should be on is sweet sweet ether uh i also have uh i guess i would call it an enthusiasm for women's shoes (laughs) (laughs) and I make it my business during all my investigations to get a good gander at any pumps or flip-flops or anything that I might see uh, out on the streets. Well, you're in the study and you have like one of those jeweler's eyeglasses and you're examining a, a red pump. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at the stitching on a, on a fine red leather pump. Uh, I also have a massive leg wound from when I attempted self-sucking surgery. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you're in the study. Your Portuguese butler enters with a small box that he says was left at the front gate. Oh, uh, 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 Mr. Horse, uh, I I found a small gift for you. It's the giftinho. Ticreccio, leave that on my desk in the study and back out of the room without making eye contact with me at once. He does so. Now what? (laughs) That... Portuguese fool left his olive oil prints on our gift. <laughs> well, I, open the gift. 
All right. First off, the first thing you notice is the box has no label or any distinguishing features, except for what appears to be a cartoon of a baseball with a human face bearing an <laughs> anguished expression. You find this stitched-up hybrid of man and baseball quite unnerving. <laughs> Inside the box is a wax cylinder. Decrescio fetches the phonograph and plays it for you. there oh. huh, Italian cheese bread eh I've heard of this some of the more foul Mediterranean types call it pizza daza. I heard that these uh, never Coolidge types had their wives destroy their telegraph machines before they went to the Great War a true soldier would never do the that. small the small piece of meteorite that I found on my family's property in uh, in old Western Massachusetts as a lad is is glowing strangely at this point, and that that's my that, that that's my key that I know strange doings are afoot, especially Italian doings. Gentlemen, you may choose to either immediately go to D.C. or first perform some research here in New York. You know me, I'm I'm always about that research. You ne- You've got to go into every situation having the proper research. You never want to go into an Italian spaghetti web unprepared. <laughs> what do you want to know? Uh, can we go to the, the Hall of Records or the library? What are our options here? Sure. You're in New York. You can go to the library. Um, do you Could wanna- we find a dictionary and look for pizza da and you- find out what the definition is? You sure can. Uh, this... Pizza, or paisa, is a circular dish consisting of uh, bread uh, baked into it, tomato sauce, cheese, spices. Uh, wait, often, wait, did you say spices? Spices, often no. toppings. No, oh, this is I'm terrible. Too spicy. It sounds, it, frankly, to all of your Protestant tongues, it sounds far too spicy. Wait, boys. Who uses spices? The celestial. <laughs> That's where they invented buggery of the children. <laughs> They use, I think something is afoot here. The Celestials use far, far too many spices in their quote-unquote food. Any other questions? I think, uh, you know, I think research done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of us for this one. <laughs> yeah, let's go to D.C. and find out what's going let's on. Let's hop on the nearest steam train 
to Washington, D.C. Funny you should say, the best way to get to D.C. is by the Pennsylvania Railroad. You catch a cab to Penn Station, and the man at the ticket boot informs you there are two trains leaving in ten minutes. One is steam, one is diesel. Diesel is a swarthy kraut invention used at the fake altar of efficiency and exhaust cleanness. Steam is the Scots-Irish way of making <laughs> your way around. The man who dominated the dark peninsula of the myth, the bog creature, and civilized him in the coal oven, rowing and rowing along the track. Gotta be steam all day, every day. Steam, baby. All right, it's unanimous. You know what happens? Steam train. The ride is bumpy and unpleasant. The train malfunctioned several times due to the inefficiency of steam engines compared to the superior diesel engine. Everyone, make a constitution roll. Gentlemen, you arrive at Union Station in the early afternoon. The concourse is bustling with politicos, tourists, tycoons, dignitaries, porters, shoeshine boys, newsstand hawkers, and the like. I'm immediately nauseated by this large crowd of people, many of which are uh, not of good New England Puritan stock. I I need to sm- I need opium immediately to calm my, my jangled nerves being around all of these uh, Mediterranean types and is, other races. Is there an opium den where we could see some clean comedy? <laughs> <laughs> what is the uh, footwear situation like at the uh, train station? It's winter, so it's definitely not open toe season. Ah, God damn it! I huff some ether to get through the <laughs> the mundanity of having to be in public with such just uninspiring footwear. All right. What's the plan, guys? To the pizzeria. Pizzeria, I believe they're called. I think I can get us a discount in the cab with my veteran status. <laughs> you don't actually know where the pizzeria is, so you go by your first clue, which is that it's proximate to the White House. Searching around Pennsylvania Avenue, you find a leaflet on the ground advertising the grand opening of an establishment called Comet Pizzeria. On the paper is a grainy photograph of that round bread dish with cheese and tomato sauce and vulgar spices on it. The concept you all find revolting and unnatural. There's a cartoon of an Italian man with a handlebar mustache. He's wearing a white cap and kissing his fingers in a sinister fashion. You presume he must be the Pope. I, 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 I see the, 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 car, the, the cartooned image of the, an Italian man kissing his fingers and like immediately... Uh, like I'm washed over with a sense of like almost unspeakable dread and I have like almost a waking nightmare and I see a vision of my beautiful sainted sister covered in rats I I look at this and I recognize it for what it is cultural Bolshevism normalizing the olive oil swilling bastard comet pizza you say Uh, that's a celestial body uh, noted for its ability to transmit extra-dimensional and extraterrestrial <laughs> matter to Earth. There's more information on it. The leaflet contains the address of the pizzeria, 1100 Pennsylvania Avenue, and the following text. Salutations to Washingtonians of refined tastes. Won't you visit our humble establishment and sample a delicious pizza? In quotation marks. Our pizzas <laughs> are made to your exact specifications. While you're at it, try one of our famous bread sticks or a refreshing and smooth gelato. We assure you that our pizza will sate even the greediest of appetites. When you're here, you're family. <laughs> well, if we have the address, we should... We, I mean, we are investigators. We need to investigate. And yeah. the, uh, the meteorite in my pocket is glowing a strange color. <laughs> All right. Head straight there. Yeah. Have you boys noticed that Mary Pickford is a listener to the show? <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought it was Lillian Gish. I, for one, have uh, had to resist the urge to send her a uh, a direct telegram. <laughs> Comet Pizzeria sits across from the Evening Star Building on Pennsylvania Avenue, about half a mile east from the White House. The exterior has a garish painted sign with the logo of a cartoon shooting star, kind of like the more you know logo. Looking through the window from the street, you see a busy lunchtime crowd. There is one customer entrance and a back alley for deliveries. What else gets delivered through the back? Buggery. <laughs> again, I'm, I'm, I, I see the image of uh, a comet, and I'm, again, like a, a sense of unspeakable dread washes over me as I just ponder the vast, impenetrable depths of the universe and our almost insect-like place in its uh, inky abyss. There's another thing. Looking inside uh, through the uh, window that constitutes the front facade, uh, you see there's a long lunch counter running along it, and... This is very unusual to you. There are upper-crust men in morning coats and top hats sitting elbow-to-elbow with rough, hard-hatted Italian and Irish workmen. Just all of them eating this strange food. Oh, my God. Sickened. The class is Horrifically unnatural. Okay, you said that that there's a front entrance and a back entrance, right? Right. Fellas, here's what I propose. We split up. One of us... Two of us will go in the front entrance... One of us will try the back. I agree. One ranger, one right. I was also an army ranger. <laughs> Scoping out the back entrance, it's an alley that just goes where you presume that deliveries are made. Uh, once uh, uh, in the ten minutes that you surveil it, a burly man wearing a filthy uh, white apron comes out with a large trash bag, dumps it in the trash cans, and goes back in. You presume it leads immediately to the kitchen. I am going to fast talk this peninsula array. Okay. Uh, fast talking for, for, or how, or for what? I'm going to go up and investigate the trash as a normal man would do. <laughs> All right. Fast talk is normally like if you're caught doing something and you just kind of lie. If he really comes quickly. out here to ask me why I'm looking through the trash, he's going to find out how regular I am. <laughs> With my fast talk. He will not question a veteran. Okay. I fought for his right to throw out trash. Felix, I'll say you're fortunate. He doesn't come out while you investigate the trash can. Uh, make a spot hidden roll as you're the one searching through it. All right. Fuck. 67? <laughs> yeah. Fail. Uh, you find uh, cardboard boxes, uh, old crusts, the decaying food, that sort of thing. Uh, sort of the normal things you'd find from a restaurant. What's the plan now? I think I think uh, uh, Matt and myself should uh, should make our way to the the front entrance and attempt to blend in and uh, you know at the, at the at the counter. Felix, if you want, you can continue searching the trash and try again. However, it comes at a risk. If you fail pushing this roll, uh, you might touch something that cuts you, sustaining eh, a minor injury. That doesn't scare me. All right, I have a medal of honor. We'll get back to you then. Uh, <clears throat> Will and Matt. You open the door and catch a whiff of the exotic Mediterranean cooking. <clears throat> Truly a cross-section of society. There are clerks on their lunch break, breaks, mothers with screaming babies, flappers and lobbyists, perhaps a politician or two. And everyone, Protestant, Catholic, and Jew alike, is absolutely enjoying the food. You hear from the din people going, Oh, the crust is so delightful. Hmm. That sort of thing. The place Can is- I do a sanity roll right now? Because I'm already <laughs> losing it. Behind the counter... 
is a large, detailed mural of the night sky, and beside it is a saloon doorway to the kitchen where two burly chefs filter in and out with steaming hot pizzas. What do you, uh, what do you gentlemen do in the pizzeria? It's a lot to investigate. Matt, well, what do you think? I, I sidle my way up to the counter so that I can look into the food preparation area, <clears throat> and I see the large vat of some horrific red sauce flecked with red and black peppers, some sort of unnameably disgusting spice regimen that I can't even begin to conceive of. And I see the man stirring it, and he's stirring it and stirring it, creating a vortex amongst the sauce that has hypnotized me. I feel as though I might, in fact, be looking into some sort of sinister portal to another world in that pot red sauce and uh, I wet myself (laughs) (laughs) you also see a mural of the night sky directly painted on the entire wall behind the counter is there is there any are there any clues to be had in that mural in that mural all right I'll say you both examine the mural both of you neither of you have astronomy skill correct no no we don't both of you roll your education uh but it's I want a hard roll so that means roll it and try to get under half of okay. whatever your EDU is. That's oh, eight. That's so a yeah, very eight, good pass. Damn. I, did it. I passed <clears throat> it big time. All right. Uh, Matt, here's what you can discern. The mural depicts the night sky from this part of North America with one unique flare. The path of a comet is drawn across the map. Matt, you recognize that comet, concluding based on its location that this is the comet Tissenkrupp, which is visible <laughs> from Earth every <laughs> 55 years. You also know, uh, as a part-time astronomy buff, there is to be another passing visible from the Mid-Atlantic in two nights. My God. There's going to be some sort of horrific sacrifice in the name of whatever demon rests upon that cursed frozen rock. (laughs) The two of you uh, stand there examining the mural when the uh, rail-thin swarthy gentleman greets you with a beaming smile. Oh, ciao, gentlemen. Ah, you, uh, you wanted a pizza? You look hungry. He sees you sweating like you have diarrhea. <laughs> of course, I'm not hungry uh, because of my um, uh, copious uh, opium intake. I rarely eat, if ever, and never shit either. Yeah, I never shit either. Um, but yeah, but I'm. In, but we're investigators, so I feel that like you know, I, I think we should blend in, and I think we should try to order the the Zod bread. Oh, you look so thin. Uh, what uh, what uh, what uh, pizza you want? Uh, I pull it together long enough to inhale some ether and request a a a plain a plain round is uh, that what they're called plain round no uh, salt it's too spicy ah <laughs> uh, yes the pizza yeah uh, all right well, coming right up that will be i don't know 50 cents i don't know that's a lot for back then yeah all right Five cents. whatever you pay him for the pizza and uh in a few minutes later in a jiff uh you have a box with a steaming hot pie uh the man at the counter beams as y'all bon appetit. Uh, uh. And I, I, I suppress my, my my instinct to vomit. Um, now, while, while he's doing this, are there any? Is there any like a, any staircases or any other rooms that we can investigate, or like uh, the kitchen or basements that we can? Uh, discern? There's a kitchen area, but it's uh, off limits. You presume the only other thing of interest here, you know, besides the crowd and the food, uh, are the uh, strange artworks. I inspect some of the art for the signature of any artists, so that we might find who made such Ooh, gr- good, good gruesome and will? unnerving f- pictures. 
Um, yeah, um, I'm. Can I try to approach the kitchen area? I'm gonna. Can I do a D'Souza roll to get into the off limits area? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll start with Matt. Matt, you examine the paintings on the wall. They all bear the name Marcelin Abramovic. <laughs> Uh, now, these works of art are so surreal that a mere glance can't discern the subject matter. You would have to focus on them intensely to figure out what they're about. Okay. I take a huge hit of ether from my medical bag, and then I just stare the fuck out of them. Matt, uh, do you have any skills in occult or spot hidden? I have the basic Scott. I have very high thing. occult skills, so maybe I should try to do this after Matt. Why don't both of you yeah, yeah. roll on let your, me do an, let me your do highest occult, we'll occult, roll. occult roll? I failed. Pass. You yeah, pass? There we go. Yeah, 30. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Matt, you can't really figure it out. Your um, the, the modern art is just way too strange for you. It, it disgusts you. Will, however, <laughs> staring at the paintings, you begin to peel back the layers of abstraction. Your mind is absorbed by bizarre and disturbing images. One painting conjures a vision of a gargantuan cosmic creature, a pulpy mass of tentacles and gnashing jaws suspended in the coldest, farthest reaches of space. Another conjures an even more improbable image, a youngish Catholic man taking the presidential oath of office. (laughs) Even stranger, this man is Irish. Oh, Oh, no. no. Finally, you realize that it's... a book depository. (laughs) You realize that a small sculpture, which... To the untrained eye is hardly more than a misshapen lump of clay depicts this Irish president fornicating, fornicating with a buxom blonde woman. And in your mind, you see him take a phone call from the Pope himself promising to transfer control to the Vatican of America's arsenal of something called atom bombs. Make a sanity roll. Uh, you're Okay, that's a pass. Lose just one sanity. Okay. But you gasp involuntarily. And uh, now all the, the people in the pizzeria... Uh, they used to look like um, sort of flesh stretched over, stretched over insect bodies. Uh, now they begin to represent just sort of like eyes close together, no no chin, sort of very like pale, uh, waxy flesh. Now they look like fish people to me, and, uh, I, and I need to take another opium edible. Uh, I I overdosed on ether, and in the frenzy to follow, I do the unspeakable. I try the pizza. <laughs> Will, are you going to try the pizza also? I suppose I have to. You don't have to do anything you don't want to? I I will, though. All right. The two of you uh, find uh, an empty table in the corner. You, with trepidation, (laughs) open the box. It's so hot and oily. My God. But it almost almost smells appealing. It almost smells good. Hands trembling, you both uh, take a triangular slice up to your mouths, and we'll we'll stop there, and we'll go wheel back to Felix, who's in the alley looking through the trash. You are going to make that spot hidden roll to see to do a more thorough search of the trash bag. Alright, okay. Back to me. There have been some changes in my character since he's been in the alleyway. Uh, after failing... He realizes that the most courageous thing you can do sometimes is fail. And <laughs> in this rush, in this rush, he develops a new form of music called <laughs> white jazz spoken word. <laughs> and he performs it under the name Marshall Mathers the first. <laughs> All right. I had to fail to realize what it was to win. For my daughter, I'm getting rid of all my Vicodin. Let's check the trash again. You gotta be brave. (laughs) Roll your spot hidden again. 
I failed. How bad? <laughs> Horribly. 99? Jesus Christ, that's a horrible fail. <laughs> to my fans, I apologize for fucking up the trash. First, I know that all you want to kick my ass, first but I got rid of all the thalidomide I take. Because if someone says that they've never been down, they're fake. <laughs> Felix, first off, take one hit point of damage. You cut your arm with a piece of broken glass from a wine bottle. Second, the door opens, and that burly man comes out again, and he sees you uh, rifling through the trash. And doing jazz spoken word. (laughs) Yelling, yelling, baying like a lunatic outside. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. Uh, he puts down the trash bag he's holding. It says, "Hey you, get uh, a V out of there." Like broken English. All right, it's time for him to experience the quickness of my jive talk. I'm going to fast talk him with my abilities as a veteran and a musician. You caught me in the alleyway, and you said, "No way." But who hasn't been in the trash before on any given day? <laughs> when your wife takes your daughter and she's a straight up bitch. I fought in World War One and almost died for your freedoms in a ditch. Roll fast talk. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. My fast talk is uh, 70 and I got a 25. Pass. Ah. Nice. Uh, Everybody from the 313, put your motherfucking hands up and follow me. His <laughs> eyes go wide and he puts his hands he puts his hands like this to his chest and backs away slowly and closes the kitchen door. I am white. I am a fucking bum. I do live in a trailer with my mom. I did cut myself on an open sauce can. <laughs> and I do have one hit point of damage on my hand. <laughs> but I know something about you. You're up to something odd. Maybe you have a child zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Felix, uh, besides jazz spoken word, what do you want to do? You got to go into the, the, back, the, the yeah. back entrance. I'm going, I'm, hey, you can do anything that you set your mind to it. And sometimes to go in the front, you have to go in the back. I'm going in the back. It's barred. It seems that by scaring him away, you've, uh, you chose to lock the door rather than incur- encounter you again. Sometimes when you get locked out of the back, you have to go in the front. I'm meeting my boys in the pizza restaurant. Felix, you open the door. You see the same thing that Will and Matt saw earlier. And then you look around through the busy crowd and you see them in the corner take two big bites of pizza. Yo, they're doing communion. This is just like yeah. This in the future. This is just like in the future when my great grandson Marshall Mathers the <laughs> third saw the members of the free world fucking his girlfriend <laughs> in Eight Mile, the movie about his life that I predict happening. Feel, uh, Will and Matt. Here's what happens when you bite into the pizza. You take two large bites. The warm, gooey cheese fills your mouth, and you salivate. Somehow, this is amazing. Somehow, you actually enjoy this. You also both start to feel different. Felix, um, if you could put your hands over your ears, because you shouldn't know what this is. Uh, Yeah, no, I'll pretend I'm in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Will and Matt, you feel gentler, and you start thinking... No longer about cosmic horrors and uh, fish people, but you start thinking about your feelings. I'm feeling, I'm feeling soft I'm feeling and friendly. communion I'm with feeling... the world. I'm not, I don't feel like a 
brutally alienated shard of misery in a vast chaos of merciless hatred. I, I choose to tell Matt about my dream journal. Um, all the dreams I have that aren't about my sister. <laughs> I tell Matt about a vision I had of an ancient, almost eternal city before the age of man at the bottom of the world of towering black obelisks of almost impossible geometry and architecture just spiraling out of the, the white whiteness of the at, at a frozen void at the bottom of the world. And I feel like I want to take him there and it would be nice vacation. Will, you also have an even stranger thought. You think... You think about your wife, whose name you haven't said in six years. <laughs> you think, I wonder how she's doing. I should telephone her. Is there a telephone? Hey, Will? Yeah. Uh, I fucked your sister's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm noticing all this. They're doing straight up papist emotionalism, and their whole style is chump. <laughs> <laughs> I want to walk towards them and break them out. Of this, yeah, we need our friends to break us up. Out of this Roman whack bullshit, Duke. Duke, (laughs) (laughs) you go over there. Now what? You ain't doing. Yeah, this is not the Anglican way. Yeah, this shit ain't even the Pentecostal way. Fuck is you doing? Why? Why? Why why are are you you touching each other? Like you you some peninsula, like you peninsular types, or even Iberians? They're just like us. We're all just people trying to make it. They have a whole entire crime cortex in their brain that we don't have. No, man. We're all got the same cortex. We're all in God's marine right now. Antonio, the uh, rail-thin man uh, behind the counter, comes up to you, still smiling, and goes, Oh, gentlemen, I see you like it a pizza. Oh, I st- I'm so overjoyed. I know you men are men who enjoy other good things, right? We love we love the finer things in life. Yeah, this pizza. We love is we best, love we love rare and exquisite delicacies. That no, can only be I want to extend to you a special invitation, courtesy of the house. Come back tonight after we close at nine p.m. We make a special pizza meal for all of you, no. my new friends. That sounds, that sounds amazing. Wonderful. I can't wait for that. Felix Antonio leans in close to you and says, uh, "Also, um, how about I give you a little vino?" Hey, you know, I guess Italian I guess wine. I guess we call my first LP the relapse. <laughs> he says, "Wonderful! I see you at nine p.m. Don't forget." Oh, we'll be there, friend. Uh, Pop a bottle three a.m. in the morning. Shady aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what do the three of you want to do? Uh, can we go back to our, our hotel at the Watergate? Sure. <laughs> well, we have some time to kill. <laughs> yeah. You do have some time to kill. It's is, about are, is there any are, are there any records about this establishment that we can investigate while we're in DC? Yeah, yeah. or the artist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> first off, research topics. You head to the Hall of Records and you look up property deeds for 1100 Pennsylvania Avenue. You find out it was recently purchased by a Mister. David Brooke, uh, <laughs> which you know is a, it's a, a, a an Anglo-Saxon name, not You're an right. Italian name. Why would this man own a pizzeria? Furthermore, chill. I use my phrenology skills, and I know immediately. Yeah, that name's that name's Hebrew as fuck, yo. That's a given. <laughs> Furthermore, prior to that, it, the uh, 1100 was occupied by the Haiti Foundation, a group that raises money for America's brutal <laughs> occupation of Haiti. <laughs> Yo, I yo, I seen the one from the Haiti Museum on T uh, yeah on 
uh, newsreels. <laughs> Before that, the property was owned by a small-time developer by the name of Frederick Drumpf. Brooke is an Italian name. Very curious. Now what do you want to research? Well, who's Marina? Yeah. Ab- so Ab- 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 yeah. Ab- sounds very Slavic, but I'm cool with that now. You look her up, and uh, she's actually rather well-known. No library use role required for this one. She's a modernist artist whose fame exploded after the end of the Great War. She was a minor singer at the Cabaret Voltaire in Switzerland, and her art passed no notice until her output became radically different in 1917. She started drawing strange strange artworks like the ones that you saw in the, in the uh, pizzeria. She also started engaging in strange public performances where she would chant totally nonsensical phrases like Nayar Gashan, Nayar Gashana and women should be allowed to own property. <laughs> Her paintings became abstract and dark and distinct to the point where observers were almost hypnotized by them. She is currently in vogue among high society types. In fact DC is abuzz with the fact that Abramovic will be headlining an art exhibition to be held on January 18th at the Federal Reserve Building. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I use my, uh, my, my HOTEP uh, knowledge to just be like, hmm, uh, the Federal Reserve, they put pyramids on the money. And pyramids, as we know, were the, uh, the ancient white races portal to the stars and the universe that they created before their, their race degenerated. Yeah, what if I wrote a song that was like, Airplanes in the night sky are like shooting stars, shooting stars, and it's about uh, if I never risk it all to rap, <laughs> uh, do jazz, do jazz spoken word. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you've acquired a few more leads, and I will say that this occupies the time until nine p.m. It's about time for your appointment at the pizzeria. I put on my, we put on our best uh, tuxedos. All righty, uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm wearing my army, my dress. Army Marine fatigue. I I wear a I double dive because I know it <laughs> get very intense very quickly, and I want to make sure that there's no leakages or spills. You return to Comet Pizzeria. It's an hour after closing time. A large red curtain. We uh, the we window. we took an Ubermensch to get there. <laughs> uh, you knock on the door, and Antonio beckons you in. Uh, he is busy closing up all the tables it's closing time but he has left out one table with candles on it and you know a nice uh, uh, a nice tablecloth just for you gentlemen that's amore the uh, whole place is it's very romantic actually the entire place has uh, uh, candles I'm thinking lit of my everywhere. sister again <laughs> you're all thinking of your sisters <laughs> thinking about them arches he pulls out the chairs for each of you invites you to sit and says, ah, uh, we are, uh, we're closing, but we're making a very special pizza. And it, it, we call it the everything pizza for meat lover. <laughs> Yo, pause. Meat lover, that sounds sodomite as hell. <laughs> I do love meat, though. It's very pause. tempting to me. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I love meat as well, but only if it's pre-chewed by mother. Wild pause. <laughs> Antonio uh, brings out from the kitchen a bottle of vino, and he pours the three of you a glass. Uh, Matt, I believe you hate wine. I had seven hours sober before all this. <laughs> the two Sometimes to get sober, you have to relapse. <laughs> the two of you uh, swirl your glasses and taste the wine. It's phenomenal. It's so good. 
Antonio sees that you like it, and he beams, and he says, yes, this is from the vineyards in the Giancarlo Hill <laughs> overlooking the road. <laughs> <laughs> A memory I love of my sister floods back to me. I love it. I remember being on those exact hills when I won the Medal of Honor <laughs> when I assassinated the Emperor of Rome. <laughs> Oh, that was you. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry. A soldier has to do what he's got to do. But the best soldier is a father <laughs> who is sober. You seem to be enjoying a pleasant meal, even though the way that the paintings look at candlelight is very ominous. You know? uh, Antonio sees you admiring the artwork and says, Ah, uh, you an art lover, too. Uh, yeah, I think art is degenerate. <laughs> this is a great artist. Her name is a Marceline. Marceline who? Marceline Abramovic. Yeah, first of all, uh, put some respect to my yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, yo, first of all, Baltic people can't even understand art, so I don't believe you. Second of all, why are all these triangles all over the place? Oh, I don't know. It's a, just a strange thing, you know? She's having a show in a couple nights. Uh, you uh, you should go. Uh, I'm suppressing my disgust. Uh, I think back, actually, to the, no, another song I wrote. It's called No Coincidences. And it's like, there's no coincidences in God's world. Whatever you see is Oz's world. There are always chances that you're going to succeed if you find an art show that you need. Felix, make an occult role. Pass. Oh, yeah, that is a pass. Yeah, super pass. All right, Felix. You notice the symbol, and you realize you've encountered it before from your history, from your from your doings and your exploits in World War One, stealing valor all over Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've encountered oh, yeah. it before. I'm the only man to have a Medal of Honor and an Iron Cross. Felix, <laughs> check this out. The triangle symbol is a signet of certain Templar branches in the medieval era. Uh, as you know, the Templars were a widespread Catholic military order during the Crusades. They accumulated great wealth all across Europe and pioneered a rudimentary banking system where crusading noblemen could deposit their assets at a branch at home and receive a letter of credit redeemable at the Templars' treasury in the Holy Land. The Templars were violently disbanded in the early 14th century, but they remain an object of fascination and speculation among occultists, in part because of the strange cryptography and codes the Templars used in their letters of credit so that they could not be counterfeit. Well, first of all, you know, I've always thought that, you know, since my days in World War I, there should be a group that fights the Templars for the 12 dominions of Anglicanism. And for short, we would call it D12. <laughs> But uh, I think that, uh, yeah, I should further suppress my disgust for this horrible Peninsulare, and we should agree to go to his terrible art show to uncover more of his links to the Templars. Here's what I'm thinking, though. Like, the restaurant is pretty much closed down. It's after hours. We're drinking this delicious wine and having memories that we love. Is is there like like is the kitchen still being guarded? Is there a basement? Is there some door or off limits area that we can attempt to um, uh, penetrate? Yeah, I actually heard on uh, the fourth channel of uh, the Telegraph that they lie about having a basement here. Mm. <laughs> the fourth channel. <laughs> <laughs> The light is still on in the kitchen, and you hear the noises of the kitchen working. Presumably, that's where the chefs or chef is making your pizza. I think we should investigate the kitchen. I, I, okay, I think if I distract him with my songs and f- fake war stories, 
it will like his childish brain. He'll be so enthralled by it that he won't notice my two co-hosts sneaking into the back. Feels like a fast, fast talk charm. Yeah. I'll yeah. let this automatically work. Okay. Uh, because Antonio is taking such an interest in you, Matt and Will. What's the plan? Well, yeah, we go, we go, and we like, we creep along the wall, past over to where the kitchen is. Let's try to stay close into the shadows because you're saying it's poorly lit because of the candles. Yes. So we follow the shadows, basically. You both sneak up to the saloon doors and you peek through them. Here's what you see. One of the burly chefs, there are two men there, both burly Italian men. One of them is mopping up. Another one is preparing a very large meat lover's pizza for you. And the preparation process is just a a whirl of just like throwing ingredients on and stirring sauces and things like that. But you notice the one chef take out from the pocket of his apron a syringe and injects something into the pizza. Some like, sort of... I hope that's laudanum. <laughs> some sort of silvery gray fluid. Now what? I will, I, I will burst through the, the door of the kitchen and go, Sir, that better be laudanum you're putting in my pizza. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you guys burst into that kitchen and you start confronting this Italian guy, uh, de- demanding to know if that's laudanum. And uh, he starts yelling at you, uh, you, you get out of here, you, you're not supposed to be in here, waving around the syringe, menacingly. I, that syringe could be the key to this entire caper. I tried to grab it. You reach for the syringe, but yes, you are an old man, and you're unable to get it. The other guy throws down his mop and comes towards you menacingly. Now what? Can I draw my Derringer? Yeah, you can. I would call this a combat situation. Felix, you're in the other room with Antonio, and the two of you stop, and you hear this commotion coming from the kitchen. Antonio, your style's chump. Antonio, I gotta go in the kitchen for Antonio some reason. Antonio says, where, where did they go? Where, where did the friends go? Uh, yo, sometimes friends that you believe are real turn out to be fake, like you step on a rake all through your life. It's like a knife in your back. I'm going in the back. Antonio, <laughs> Antonio grabs you by the bicep and says, no, friend, you don't not go in there. You choke him out, and he falls to the ground. Hell yeah. Yeah. Now what do you do? You hear the be commo- all you can be, bitch. You hear the commo- <laughs> That should be the motto for the army one day. Because <laughs> that's what I am. You hear the commotion uh, from inside the kitchen. Now what? I go into the kitchen, but with my uh, with my n- Colt 1911 45 APC round drawn. Okay, uh, but first these guys are going to have to hold off these big guys at bay. Uh, Will, we'll start with you. Uh, there's one burly guy coming at you. I draw my Derringer. All right, you draw your Derringer. You can fire one shot, but unarmed, right? I mean, sorry, unaimed right now because of the amount of time it takes. All right, just let off a shot. Roll it. Yeah. But try to get a lucky shot. <laughs> that didn't work. Okay. That was a lucky shot. Hell yeah. Damn. Roll damage. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? <laughs> One. Sucks. Damn it. Well, it is a Derringer. Yeah, get a real gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is a lady's handgun. My veteran. sister gave it to me, okay? You got that thing stuffed <laughs> in your garter belt? <laughs> Mario, with his fists, uh, comes after you. Matt, you're now tussling with a guy holding... He picks up a like a, a a pizza cutter. That's what it is. He tries to slice you up. Are you going to dodge or fight back? Can I unsheathe my sword cane? <laughs> you can. You can try to fence him with it. You'll be rolling under brawl. 
All right. I want a sword cane, this bitch. Roll that, and I will roll for him, and we'll compare the results. 69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Woo. Nice. Woo. Nice. My man laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he rolled a 16. Matt, take four hit points oh, of damage. Oh, wow. God damn it. Back to uh, Will. All right, you have your gun out. You can fire the shot aimed at the guy. I'm just going to take an aim shot at this, this, this goofy. Roll it. I think that's a fail. Fail. Uh, the gunshot uh, fires off. It uh, hits some saucepans <laughs> hanging from a rack. Felix, you bust in. You have your gun out. It's not aimed, but you see one guy on Matt, one guy on Will. Well, didn't Matt already like cut I that guy I open? I cut this guy's fucking face off. You're yeah. cutting him, but he's still up. All right, well, All right. I'm still sorting I'm... him. I'm in yo, the middle of sorting him. Yo, you are under veteran's arrest. <laughs> you have the right to remain respectful of a veteran <laughs> and a patriot and a white jazz musician and a man who recovered from laudanum addiction. <laughs> Roll it. Who are you shooting at? Uh, I'm going to shoot at the guy that uh, Will just missed. All right. Ooh, 82. Just missing. Sucks. Uh... Will, that guy's going to go after you again. I better dodge him. Roll dodge. Yeah, fail. Will, take four hit points of damage. Oh, great. Matt, this guy is going to try to fence you again. Pizza cutter versus sword cane. Roll your sword cane. Wait a minute. How, how, where did, yeah, did I stab him? Cut him up. Where did I stab him? What? I hit him with six points. Yeah, yeah. you did six points. 97. Oh, I don't think no. I passed. I'll say you parry half of it. Take four hit points of damage. Oh, Jesus Christ. What are you at now? We're getting like fucking three. owned by these dagos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, yo. Maybe we're not the superior <laughs> race after all. Matt, Matt, it's on you. It's your turn. Oh, Do you want God. to try to cut him again with the cane? Yeah. Roll it. Oh, I fucking lost. <laughs> Will, top of the round, it's on you. You're still tussling with this guy with your gun out. Uh, I'll say well, you're in point blank. All I can do is fire just another shot at him. Fire the other shot. I'll do three. Three? Yeah. yeah. yeah just, that's an impale. <laughs> all right. Uh, ooh, you uh, shoot him right in the chest and he doubles over. Felix, now what? All right. I take aim at the guy who just cut Matt. Roll it. Please, someone kill this fucking pizza ass. All right, it's a good shot. He doubles over. Hell yeah. Now what? You're well, now the we ki- now the kitchen is ours. Are there any other rooms or basements we can investigate? Yeah, you see, there's like a there's a hatch leading stairs. Oh, 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 fuck yeah! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got to go down the hatch. The basement is dark, so you take a candle to illuminate the way. Uh, you come down into uh, you find a uh, light switch, a naked bulb hanging from the ceiling. You pull it. This is. A cluttered small office slash storage area. There are boxes, coolers, that sort of thing, along with a desk and a filing cabinet. All right, I think that Will should check out the desk, and I should check out the file cabinet. <clears throat> Roger right. that. Affirmative, sir. Yeah, ten four, separate file, Marine. <laughs> uh, eighty-seven two, Big Daddy. This is Crummy Baby coming in. <laughs> Uh, if, there was, baby. if there was a radio you could talk to in sort of a truck vehicle, this is what we would talk about <laughs> it on. Felix, uh, 60 years going through the future. filing cabinet, you find uh, ledgers, uh, accounting books for the pizzeria. Yeah, dude, is there anything suspicious on there? Like it's, you know, cheese. Do you have with... any accounting skill? Oh. Matt, do you have any account? <laughs> Fuck! All right, roll None your, just have... roll your spot hidden rifling through uh, the books. I badly fail. <laughs> Shit. Can I use li- light the cabinet on fire? <laughs> Can I use library uh, roll uh, skills, library uh, usage, or occults on any of this? I'll let stuff? you roll library usage. I have a high library skill. Seven roll it. Be- God damn it! 
<laughs> None of you understand how numbers work or that sort of thing. You have people. Yeah, that's just for cheese, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood what happens when you multiply a number by another one, but I know what happens when you rhyme as fast as shooting a gun. The same fear that I felt in the hills of France is the same feeling I get when I'm on stage sagging my pants. Matt. <laughs> Matt, uh, I'll say that while Will looks through the ledgers, you look through the desk, and you find some rather strange things. First off, you find a flyer for that art exhibition at the Federal Reserve. Marceline Abramovic will be exhibiting there, doing a new performance that involves audience participation. You also see that same triangle symbol that Felix has saw earlier on the flyer. Nude performance. <laughs> you also find a scrap of paper... It appears to be a recipe of some sort. It's written in cursive. The recipe says the following. Fresh breast milk. Fresh urine. Drink on earthquake nights. Then scrawled at the bottom in a, in a different handwriting. Have the lax in room 101. Signed, GP. The three of you make listen rolls. Matt, you hear murmuring coming, but not from this room, from an adjacent room, but there are no obvious exits. It's coming from the direction of a large uh, painting of the Pope. <laughs> well, we gotta take that picture down and see what's behind Can it. Can I do a phrenology roll on the Pope? <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Pass! Italian. <laughs> Damn it! Just as I suspected. <laughs> you take. Can I do an occult roll on any of the reading material? Uh, that's all the information you okay, need okay. right now. Though uh, you uh, uh, successfully. Matt, use your sword cane to slash through that picture of that papist. Will you? Yeah, sure. You slash through the picture of the Pope. I'm pretty sure that gets you into hell. Okay, fine. Uh, behind it is a small doorway. Oh, hell yeah. We got to go through there. I'm going through sword first. Marching orders? Let's do it. Matt's there. Yeah, I'm on point. All right, you two flanking with guns. Yeah. All right. You kick open the door, and you find yourself in a room that's illuminated with a faint blue glow, like fluorescent lighting, though I don't know if that exists in this area. <laughs> Maybe it does. Maybe neon. Neon's good. Let's go with neon lighting. It is a laboratory of some kind. There are a few very unsettling things here, but I won't bury the lead. The most obvious one is there, are, there is a man standing in the middle of the laboratory. He is wearing blue robes that are emblazoned with that same triangle symbol. He is a an older gentleman with pince-nez glasses. His <laughs> hair is just a, a white flame. He's chanting in an unknown tongue, but it sounds like Yog Sodoth the way. He ignores you and continues the chant. Also, another thing that you need to know right now is the far wall of this laboratory contains a very, very strange thing. The wall is emblazoned with the repeating letters S-I-S-I-S-I, and in the center of it is a large statue of a head. It is the head of a, of a bald man. Well, I know from my historical uh, and current events, I guess current events knowledge, that that is the dastardly uh, Italian fascist dictator Benito Mussolini. So we're clearly dealing with agents of a foreign power. Can I, do, uh, can I use my occult knowledge on anything in this room? 
Uh, I think your immediate issue is uh, dealing with the man in the robe <laughs> chanting at the statue. I'm, I'm now chanting with him. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the two of you, now what? All right. Uh, now that the uh, man who's uh, chanting in the middle of the room has already waived his right to live <laughs> by d- denying me permission to detain him, I want to aim my gun at his kneecap and shoot it. Roll your gun. I'll say you've had enough time to aim your shots. So take two. Four. Four? You blow his leg off. <laughs> he collapses to the ground and continues his chant. The room starts to starts to shake, starts to vibrate. Now what? Yeah, this is just like when you're in the club in the midst of a jazz battle and the audience is really feeling it. Matt. This is my element. Matt, it's on you now. Okay, oh. well, clearly this chanting is not good, so I gotta stop it. So I guess I try to fucking lance this bitch's throat with my sword. He's disabled from the gunshot, so you're able to do it. However, your compatriot Will is <laughs> chanting now, too, <laughs> out of his fascination. Uh, you know, I, I can stop chanting. If it's a problem for you guys, I mean, like, I'll, I'll stop. No, no, you turn the chanting up. Turn the chanting in my headphones up. Will, you, you, you get into a frenzy. You're really into this chant. And then the statue's eyes, the statue's pupilless eyes start to light up. And the three of you make power rolls. Pass. Pass. Woo. Pass. Great passes. You feel an intrusion in your head. At first it feels like a headache, but then it feels like like a voice, like like whispers telling you something, but you successfully resist Is the room it. dark? Uh, the room is lit by neon oh, lighting. Can, can, can we just say it was a whisper in the dark? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but you look at the statue, and its its mouth seems to seems to be moving. Yeah, what's that mouth possible. do? <laughs> now what? Well, what's it saying? You don't know. You're resisting that mental intrusion. Can I do an occult? Can I use my occult skills again? You could accept. You could accept. The I'm, voice. I want to. I want to accept the voice. I want to. I want to let it uh, penetrate my mind. You guys? No, thank you. Hell no. <laughs> All right, just Will. Will, you hear it talking to you. It's talking about, at first it doesn't make sense. It's just like referring to these names like Yogg-Sothoth and Azathoth that maybe even countered once or twice, but it, it just doesn't mean anything to you. You also hear a lot of discussions of trains and that sort of thing, train efficiencies, uh, which does make a lot of sense to you, actually. Uh, but then you hear clearly a direction that says... The way will be open. You will not succeed. And that line repeats over and over again until it becomes a booming voice. You can't take it anymore. The two of you see his ears bleeding from this. Will lose 1d8 sanity. That's That's a pass? That's a pass. Okay. Cool. All right. This is fun. Will. This uh, experience with the mythos, uh, by passing that role, you fully understand what it represents, that they're, that truly your occult studies were real this whole time. There really are these greater powers somewhere out there. God and bless it, my alma mater, Miskatonic U. And Go it, fight and squid. <laughs> and it drives you. It drives you temporarily insane. Roll a D10. Bout of madness. Paranoia. All right. Ooh. This one's fun. Um... For the rest of the for the rest of the time in this room, you see your colleagues from the show, and you think they they're agents, agents of the dark gods, not the good gods like Ra and incest. You think <laughs> they're out to get you, so role play that out. I'm doing. I I, I use my phrenology skills on them. 
<laughs> that's, what, that's what paranoids do. Will approaches you with calipers. You inspect his skull over the next ten minutes. <laughs> While he's doing that, I want to inspect the rest of this room. There's a bunch of shit that we probably haven't even seen yet. Here's let me describe the rest of this room now. It's a laboratory. There's laboratory shit, burners, Bunsen beakers, that kind of thing. Clearly, Erlenmeyer flasks. Or there are many Erlenmeyer flasks. There are so many. Oh my god, you 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 will be so impressed at how many Erlenmeyer flasks are them, there, folks. You're gonna get sick of the Erlenmeyer flasks They're everywhere. They're amazing. There are also large drums. Like something is being concocted here, but you don't know what. Since while you two are playing paranoid and race science, uh, <laughs> Matt will just have you kind of deal with the situation. Yeah, okay. Matt, you see in the corner of the room a a uh, uh, one of the drums move slightly. Oh dear! I go over there and I uh, open it or peer into it if it's already open. It's not inside it; it's behind it. You see, with your sword cane, a uh, sword cane out, I presume. There is a small man quivering there, hiding. <laughs> uh, who the fuck are you? Uh, uh, please, please don't hurt me! Don't hurt me! Shut up! Who are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just a chemist. I, I, I just work here. They made me do it. Do what? Do what? To do chemistry for them. Oh, hey. What? Uh, Did you date it? No. <laughs> I, I just, Mr. Brooke. He made me. He made me do it. I. He wanted me to make flavor sauce for the pizzas. And I, and I, what kind of flavor sauce? This is clearly not regular food by any measure. Well, I, we live in a golden age of chemistry. It's I'm I'm I'm, I'm almost what you'd call a gastronomer. My name is my name is Albert Hoffman, and I, uh, just a, I'm just a young chemistry graduate. I, is is that what's in this hey, syringe? Just following orders won't be a defense at a, at a trial that will take place in the future. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he looks at the syringe. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is. By the way, uh, Will, you have chemistry skills, right? Or no, I'm sorry. No, you I don't. Have, you have like chemistry yeah. or something, right? What do you have under science? Uh, I have biology and uh, pharmacy. Pharmacy. Well, yeah, pharmacy. Yeah, roll pharmacy. Oh my god, I passed it. Great pass. You realize what's in this syringe is it's mercury. It's uh, a substance called thimerosal. <laughs> do I know what that is? You do know. Oh, good. What is your it? medical experience? <laughs> it is. Tell, I'm, I'm glad my brain is able to tell me what this is. You, uh, thimerosal is. Uh, it is. It is a substance that's put into vaccines, uh, which <laughs> you are all well aware are used we in are order now. to control the populace. Hoffman isn't telling the truth. What he's making here is a different substance, a light bluish substance, which you know to be fluoride. Oh, my God. All right. Well, this is clear. Mussolini and the Elder Gods are trying to control the minds of our leadership elite in Washington, D.C. This is bad news, folks. Yo, we got to get that motherfucker on the radio. Uh, Keith Obermeyer <laughs> have an epic rant against the old gods. Uh, Hoffman, uh, Hoffman's still just quivering, going, I, I don't know. I didn't know. Mr. Brooke made me do it. Shut I up, just, bitch. I just wanted to intern at the DNC. <laughs> I, I believe strongly in the silver standard. Uh, well, if I could get my, uh, my co-hosts to stop fingering each other's brain pans, uh, I'm taking you into the jail, buddy. I, uh, uh Okay, oh, t- you should just let me go, though. Trembling, Hoffman uh, takes his cue to scurry out of the door. 
I think we've I think we've done our good deeds today. <laughs> We're gonna hear a lot more from that young man when he invents LSD. <laughs> Here's a good point to break right now. Yeah, let's just take a break. I need to take Mickey out. The Chapo boys are in a tight spot. There's a race against time to stop these nefarious Italians from destroying the American way of life. Find out if our boys can do it next week on Chapo Trap House.